Welcome to the Locals Only Lounge. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, joined by John Cross, our producer. John, how are you, sir? I'm doing very well. How about I, you? I'm great. I just had a great uh, hour of conversation on the podcast. Yeah, I, I'm really excited about Marklin's. Oh, so this is for anybody who might just be listening to this and you've missed the Royal Locals podcast. As, as we usually suggest, you should go back and listen to that one first. Um, but if anybody didn't listen, one of the things we talked about was uh, Marklin and his interview and kicking it with the locals. And I'm super excited about that interview. I Dylan Wilson should be joining us here in just a couple of minutes. But he helped conduct the interview along with Sal. And I'm really excited for that one to come out. I Marklin had some really good stories to share. And again, I don't want to give away too much of it, but I'm I'm really eager for that one. It'll it'll be out officially on Wednesday. Actually, technically it'll be out as soon as we're done with our show tonight, because I do everything before I go to bed here. So <laughs> it'll be up and posted late Tuesday night for anybody who might still be awake, but it'll be up there early for anybody on the YouTube channel first before it comes out on the podcast feeds um, who wants to look at Marklin's Kicking It with the Locals interview. And also for those who don't know yet, he is going to be the co-host along with Sal Ariano. So they are uh, looking forward to them doing their show and doing the uh, the special live episode we have coming up this week with uh, 83 United, one of the supporter groups from Tulsa FC, or sorry, FC Tulsa. Yeah, that will be uh, really interesting. Um, we kind of touched on it at the end of the uh, Loyal Locals show, but, uh, you know, hearing from... A, a supporter group in an area that is not as uh, as soccer friendly, maybe as Southern California um, is really interesting. And um, it can't be easy to uh, be a supporter group in, in, uh, I mean, Tulsa is a city, right? But it's a relatively rural area. It is not surrounded by other cities like uh, we are here. So, um, you really got to kind of tip your hat to those folks who uh, make it happen. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that, that'll be the first of our, um, our series we're trying to do with other supporter groups. So we'll kind of uh, work out some kinks along the way. Right. And I'm, I'm <clears> sure <throat> have a good conversation and start opening it up to other supporter groups throughout the season and, and not just um, USL Championship supporter groups, although that's probably where we'll start. But we might reach out to MLS supporter groups, League One supporter groups, just just any supporter groups that we can that are willing to sit down and have a conversation with us. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, the lounge, um, unlike the uh, the main show, uh, the lounge is a little more loose, a little freewheeling. Um, we can kind of open up the discussion um if you are joining us live um and you have a burning question or a topic that you would like to you have a, a grievances the airing of grievances this is the right. place to do it um so jump in the chat and we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about it um i think john before we went live you were talking a little bit about some uh social media 
happenings over the last few days. Um, what what happened? Yeah, so this was been a bit of a conversation in Discord, and I I always find in Discord it's interesting to see the directions and the takes people have. So the the backstory to this is one of our local broadcasters. Um, Anchors, I guess I'm not terribly familiar. I'm not going to give the person's name, but sent out a tweet along with um, this idea of San Diego State being in the championship game and, you know, kind of this idea of are we ready for pro sports in San Diego and which pro sports should we get next? And there was basketball and, or, or I'm sorry, it was more like I guess it was sports. I don't think it was leagues, but it was, should it be basketball or hockey? And soccer was up there as well, which, of course, for people who follow the Wave and the Loyal and Albion, quite a few people took exception to that online. Um, that, you know, you have three professional soccer teams in San Diego already, which kind of brought up some interesting, like I said, conversations. Some people, of course, get very offended and and kind of lash out and back. And uh, there were others. I saw someone who, you know, offered up like maybe instead of kind of, you know, slamming someone back with comments, maybe good thing is to invite them maybe to a match or something like try to try to get them on your side rather than tell them how they were wrong. So I, I was just curious any of your thoughts around that? Did you did you see the tweet? Did you see any of the conversations in Discord? I did. Where, where do you kind of sit on this? You know, it's <clears throat> you know, one thing I think you have to understand the way that uh, some reporters use Twitter is different than the way others might use Twitter. Um, some people like to just throw out questions or throw out polls. Um, as a means to get engagement, or maybe they think, you know, this is an interesting question or an engaging question. It's a good way to kind of uh, get the your audience to kind of respond to something, and, and maybe there's something there. Uh, some of the other ones I've seen, uh, not from this reporter, but from other personalities, uh, you know, Sometimes people will tweet things like, oh, what should what should San Diego's MLS or pro soccer team be called? And then they'll have a poll with names like Surf right. and Fleet and just generic stuff that all, we all roll our eyes at. You know, sometimes uh, people will tweet things. Nope. It's not that they are, like, intentionally trying to disrespect or, like, uh, erase you know things but you know a lot of people are not like steeped in in sports they're not paying right. attention to the sports environment they know the Padres exist because uh, Padres stuff is everywhere but maybe they don't know about the soccerers or they don't know about this or that uh, you know they might be from somewhere else a lot of especially journalists uh, do come from other places they you know are not natives or locals um i shouldn't say natives but you know they're not born and raised here or they maybe they haven't been here as long you know there's a lot of reasons why people with larger followings on especially on twitter where all of these reporters are um 
you know, I, I, I kind of give them a lot of grace because like, I don't know, I get it. I'm not going to jump on somebody for not, uh, not kissing the ring of the uh, three <laughs> pro soccer teams before asking, you know, what should be sure. next? So, yeah, it's, it's, here's the thing. And this is what I like and enjoy about Twitter is that just because I am not going to react that way, doesn't mean somebody else isn't going to react a certain way. And who am I to tell anybody how to react to anything? So, you know, that's that's the uh, the joy and the pain of, of Twitter is that you can step in it. And, and when you do step in it, that's what that's what you get. Yeah. So let me I, I'll this kind of because this is something I've had lots of conversations with other people about. I, I think sometimes I, I get the frustration. Let, let me start there when someone if you're a soccer fan, especially if you followed lower league soccer and you feel that you don't get the respect within your local media as far as covering your team. So I understand that frustration that people have. But I always, to me, and I, I get sometimes the first reaction is to lash out like, how could you not know that there are multiple professional teams in your own city? But I don't know that that helps like build the bridge to get people to acknowledge and maybe cover and look at your team or give more airtime or play or positive words or anything. When, you know, if you make a mistake like that and you're not familiar and then you get hit with that assault, right? Especially on Twitter with all the barrage of comments coming back at you. Um, unless, you know, you're pretty thick skinned and you, you kind of understand like, oh, I stepped in something, you know, and just kind of step back. But, you know, I, I think sometimes as frustrated as people are, it doesn't help you get that bigger exposure or bring more people in when that is your response. So I'm curious, what are your thoughts? Uh, you know, I, I, I just, I kind of look at it differently because, you know, it's not the fans responsibility. Like the fans, it is not our job to be ambassadors or public relations for a team or for the sport as a whole. Right. Like that's the club's job. If the media is not paying attention to your team, like that's the fault. I mean, it can be several people's fault. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you do have people who work for the club whose job is media engagement. Their job right. is to send out press releases um, and to try to entice reporters to come and cover you, right? Like, you do have competition, right? You have San Diego Wave, which is competing for attention. Uh, they have a bigger, newer, nicer stadium. They have, they are a first division team. They have world superstars, world class players. Team. Yeah. Um, so you have competition there, um, but it's not the fan's job. Like, this is not the fan's job. Like, the fans the fans are going to be fans. And, and y you know, there are toxic fans. I mean, we're not, like, NFL fans, which are definitely the worst. Um, they're very obnoxious if you ever upset, uh, especially somebody from, like, Pittsburgh or 
Eh, never mind. I don't want to get into that. <laughs> but <clears throat> you know, NFL fans can be very obnoxious, and it's just this. It's just it's part of like sports, right? Like it's just part of sports. Um, I'm just being told we have a third uh, host joining the podcast. Dylan, uh, what's your last name, Dylan? Wilson. Dylan Wilson is joining us now. Uh, Dylan is the host of what's your the podcast called? Sorry. Um, I I'm the host, I guess, technically of the local's last call. Uh, last co-host, like number two on uh, Bums Breakdown as well with Bums Max. Breakdown. Okay. I'm going to get these names down. I'm sorry. I'm, it's okay. I flubbed it, it in the first show, <laughs> and then I just did it again. I, I apologize. Um, okay. So, Dylan, we were talking about Twitter and how um, sensitive soccer fans are when media figures uh, disrespect them or, you know, maybe don't quite understand uh, what is going on in the soccer world? Um, or unintentionally, a lot of times. It, yeah, of course it's unintentional. Nobody wants <laughs> to get dogpiled. <laughs> I think some people do it intentionally. I think there's one red-haired soccer analyst in America who does it intentionally. <laughs> he who oh. shall not be named. True. We, right. we were really talking local people. Oh, I see. Okay, sorry. I'm just coming into this. <laughs> local soccer. Oh yeah, fair enough. Well, yeah, you just you gotta just block it out. It's like whatever. It's all bullshit. Yeah, I, but you know, it's 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 a couple of things, right? Like, and this this happened a, a few weeks ago with uh, one of my former U, UT colleagues, um, Abby Hamlin at, at DT. I can't remember exactly what she tweeted. It was just a very. Uh, she's a person who uses Twitter like to ask questions and get engagement and kind of responses engage where people are. Uh, she, she uh, runs the guides kind of vertical part of what, what they're doing. And she had asked about, I think MLS or whatever. So the thing is, is like, she just doesn't know about the kind of our angst about MLS. Like she doesn't know that there's a bunch of angst with loyal fans about, what MLS would mean to like loyal and you know a bunch of people were responding to her you know I she and I were talking like we were just DMing each other back and forth and I was like explaining to her like yeah this is what's happening this is this is why you're getting this reaction like I had to kind of fill her in and you know she's a soccer fan it's not like she's not a soccer fan and and um yeah it's just people don't know and and like for a lot of casual people, even people who are soccer fans, like MLS is a great example of this, is the prospect of MLS is cool. Like, oh, exciting, cool. Like, well, we might get an MLS team. This sounds like it's really going to happen. Like, what are they going to be called? What colors should it be? Like, you know, that is a very normal kind of reaction for somebody. Um, Now, it wouldn't be normal for us because we're also invested in the other professional league sports team in town um, with, with loyal, but um, yeah, I, I, I just, I, I would never tell somebody not to respond to somebody on Twitter in, in whatever way. I mean, of course don't harass and um, 
to all of the the bad stuff, the, the sexism and all of that. But I haven't seen any of that, uh, at least from any of the soccer community. I think somebody suggested that next time some a journalist, a local journalist, does something like that, we just invite them to a match. And I think that's an awesome idea. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of what opened this conversation was that uh, recent Twitter or tweet that someone. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of piecing it all together as you guys yeah. are talking about it. But. And just, you know, different people's reactions, how people responded in different ways. And sometimes, as, as I was sharing with Andrew earlier, is that I get the frustration that people have. Like, how, if you're a reporter here, how do you not know? Right. And then the immediate reaction is frustration or possibly anger. And, and then you, you tweet something back, you know, and I, I thought that was a good suggestion that um, was posted in Discord that you know, maybe invite the person, come out and see one of your professional teams that you have here. They're, we're not the only one, but come out and see one of them. It, come, we'll invite you to have that, you know, <laughs> the experience and come see what it's like. Well, the frustration is, is it's, it's, it's earned because, you know, uh, you know, it's, it is frustrating because you have these professional soccer teams here and a professional NFL team that left years ago that still gets coverage and the teams that are actually here and active and have, you know, fans, you know, feel like they have to fight for, every inch of print or every, every second of, uh, of TV coverage. So uh, the, the frustration is, is well earned because soccer is in this kind of transition phase right now from being a, and I'm not saying it was, but thought of as a niche sport into being thought of as a mainstream sport. Um, I would argue that the sport has been mainstream for a long time, but, it takes a while to drag, you know, the infrastructure of like news media into along for that. Right. So um, in the midst of this transition, it, it is, it is frustrating whenever um, we think we're making progress. And then, you know, the, these, these kind of innocent reporters become like, they just by, popping their head up, they become the target for all of that frustration. They have no idea what's coming. <laughs> so let me, let me kind of pivot this just slightly. How familiar are either of you with the new CBS Golazo channel that they're getting ready to start? I followed them oh, sorry, on Twitter. On. I mean, I follow Golazo on Twitter. I didn't know they had a, a channel coming. But it, it's coming, yeah, a whole 24-hour network just soccer i didn't know that was a thing um but they have called their youtube channel golazo for a while now but but an actual linear channel that they're trying to put together and and this kind of goes to what you were saying andrew i i think obviously it has taken some time and i think as older executives in media retire the ones who grew up with baseball and football and basketball and they retire and move on. And the younger ones who did grow up with some form of soccer, whether it be Liga MAX, whether it be La Liga, whether it be the Premier League or anything, right now, 
they are bringing some of their passions and desires into the media landscape. And, and we start to see, we're starting to see some changes because as frustrated as I may still be that the sport that I love doesn't get the coverage that I would like to see or have more of it, especially on some of the major linear sports networks. I remember a time and not very, I mean, just a generation ago, 30 years ago, we're trying to find soccer like in the nineties to watch anything. Like just maybe I could find it on a Spanish language channel somewhere, or I'd have to go somewhere special to watch it. And now, you know, my, my wife makes fun of me cause I'll be watching some kind of soccer that's on. She goes, what is it? The third Thursday cup today? <laughs> <You> know, just, <laughs> like there's always something playing. There's something going on. I can see some kind of soccer pretty much nonstop now between streaming services. So the landscape has certainly changed, but I think in some of our major networks, they're still controlled by people who did not grow up with soccer as a major sport. So in their eyes, it's not, even though with younger people who may work in the industry, it is. So I, I do see that slowly changing. And I, I'm going to be interested to see how this Golazo channel actually does, if it is successful or not. Is this a, is this a cable channel or is this a streaming service? Because yeah, if it's cable... I, I'm going to have to... Good I luck. heard an so interview yeah. with, cable. with their main guy, and I forget when it's supposed to launch. I think it's this month. Um, I, I think it's... I don't know if it's going to be cable or streaming. I probably should just do a quick internet search. But as we were talking about other things, that popped into my mind. So it was just something I've been loosely kind of keeping an eye on to to figure out or, or to see how this plays out. Will this actually catch on? A you soccer, know, or a channel that's devoted to just soccer, even though CBS doesn't have, they plan to cover everything in terms of, you know, like having morning shows, afternoon shows, just like a, ESPN a little bit they'll cover all the leagues from a news perspective but they certainly don't have you know rights they're, they're not all their properties for CBS you know, there's a, a few things at play right so I think that you're seeing a positioning a strategic positioning ahead of the 2026 World Cup where yeah. um, people know that interest in the sport is likely to be on an upward trend ahead of the world cup, you know, peaking, you know, in, in, in a few years. So uh, maybe that's part of this, right? Like they want to get the network up and running, uh, get some of the kinks out, get their shows and their, their, their TV personalities established uh, in time for that world cup, anticipating some sort of uh, that rush of interest. Um, and then hoping that it's a, their staying power with that with that um i would i would just be happy to see mainstream coverage of soccer that doesn't mention ted lasso uh i i don't i mean that team is not real like it's not a real team um and so like uh, i feel like a lot of kind of more mainstream non-soccer sources will kind of uh that'll be their their foot in the door right is they'll talk about this popular streaming show as a way to talk about soccer and i'm 
I'm ready to move on from the uh, Ted Lasso effect um, before it backfires, because I do think that that show is the Nickelback of TV shows and will be remembered <laughs> as such in the very near future. So hey, we... people still talk about Nickelback. We're sitting here talking about it. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay, so here's here's what I found. I pulled up on the screen because I know not everybody is watching this on YouTube, but the CBS Sports Glazo Network is going to be 24-7 streaming channel. It's supposed to launch April 11th. Oh, it's on Paramount Plus. So oh, that's right. CBS next week. and Paramount, it's the same company. So right. it seems like they're kind of uh, making this a vertical on Paramount Plus, which I think um, if you – is that where – Premier League is on Paramount Plus, or is that no, Champions it's, uh, League? No, Champions League and Champions Serie A. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so like... And NWSL, of... actually, crucially. So if you're watching, the, a lot of soccer fans probably already subscribe to Paramount Plus. It's very cheap compared to the other services. So that's great. Yeah, that will, I think, um, I wanted just need to, s- to market it right. I wanted to say, too, yeah, I think that the fact that that streaming is huge, and I think that this if not a direct response, is um, CBS's counter to the Apple TV MLS deal, which, I, you know, nothing official's come out yet, but I'm hearing rumblings that the numbers on, on the MLS Apple TV subscription for the season pass are, like, way below projection. I saw something on Twitter about that, yeah. Yeah, and so if, you know, and that kind of makes sense, too, because the way they've structured that is it's you don't get the season pass with your Apple TV subscription. It's a different thing on top of the Apple TV subscription. It's convoluted, and honestly, my first impression was, that seems like it's going to drive away the casual fan, which, and it seems like it is doing that. Anyway, I'm not here to like dive into all the reasons I think that was a bad move, but um, you think, are you saying MLS made a, a bad decision, a bad business decision? Uh, it's possible. I can't imagine no. uh, the, the company that aligned itself with Ticketmaster just weeks after one of the biggest uh, public uh, relations backlashes against Ticketmaster um, announced a partnership with Ticketmaster. I can't believe that they would again uh, do something that was not in their best interest. Wild how that leads to quote to quote President Joe Biden when asked about former President Donald Trump's indictment. No comment. Um, but uh, yeah, I think this is kind of CBS's own kind of try to get the streaming like not just oh, here's your casual, like, Saturday, like, oh, I like this league, I'm going to watch this audience, but, like, your hardcore wannabe-immersed-in-soccer fan. Uh, and and truth be told, if they do it well, I already do subscribe to Paramount Plus for the Champions League, for Serie A, for NWSL. And so, if, you know, if this is good, this is going to be my new background show instead of the trashy reality TV cooking competition shows I've been watching recently. Yeah, that's not the one that has Yellowstone, is it? I don't think so. Is it? I I'm not sure, honestly. Gosh, uh, yeah, I don't remember. I, Might I, be. It, I mean, I, I hate to divert more because I already talked about one show I don't like, but that's another show. I don't. I mean, oh my gosh, I just I don't know if that's a streaming platform it's on. I'm subscribed to. I'm like. I think I've got every one of them. Uh, Except for like the good ones, I don't have like Criterion or whatever the heck. I don't have that one, but I, I've got all of the 
the Paramount Plus, the the Apple, the Amazon Prime, the oh, what's the one that has the Premier League? Uh, Peacock. Peacock. I've got that one. Um, of course, Netflix and Hulu and Disney. Uh, I've got them all, and let me tell you, I don't watch any of them. Uh, <laughs> or, or, or I watch like one show on each of them. Like it's really uh, dysfunctional. Um, I'm almost. I still think it's cheaper than when I had cable, right? Like I'm still not paying as much. I've been off of cable since like I think 2010 or 2011. I was a very early uh, cord cutter. Um, as soon as I think Netflix had streaming, because Netflix used to be just DVDs, but as soon as Netflix like went to streaming, uh, and the history old, lesson, and the old HBO streaming service, whichever whatever that was called, uh, that was when I got rid of it, and I'll never go back. But uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, you do that. wonder, like, I mean, this is the lounge. We can go off on tangents, right? <laughs> you do wonder though, like, at what point is it not a better deal than than cable? Like never, it will never not be. So let me uh, another, another. Uh oh. Wait, Uh-oh. we had a freeze. I can hear you. Okay, oh, there we go. Okay, okay go I've had Cox Internet, so the neighborhood I live in. I've been here since two thousand nine. It was the only cable internet provider, and then a couple months ago, this fiber company called Wired came in, and like I could not switch fast enough. Like I don't care. I don't care what their track record is. I don't care. But just because they're not Cox, like I'm out, I'm done. And so I switched over to this other company, right? Just because they put fiber in my neighborhood and I now have the option to not be a Cox customer. Right. So like, uh, yeah, I, I don't think, it, and, and it's, it's not even, I'm actually paying more than I was with Cox, but like, that's fine. Like I, wa- I wanted to no longer pay Cox. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, the cable, I would never, uh, you know, they really uh, screwed people over for, for many, many, many years. And, um, you know, the reason cable is so expensive is uh, in large part due to the NFL contracts with ESPN, these live live sports deals that are very uh, profitable for the NFL and the billionaires of the NFL. Uh, subsidized by cable subscribers so by bailing on cable you can hurt the nfl in your own microscopic way i really appreciate <laughs> when the lounge starts getting into class politics so <laughs> well on on that note um i am going to have to pull the ejection handle on the lounge for the night i'm um, dylan i think you and john are going to stay on and talk maybe sure. a little bit about the game, but um, thank you, John, so much for for yeah. coming on. Yeah, of course. Thank John, you, Andrew. Um, I am going to have to sign off. So good night, everyone. All right. Good night, Andrew. All right, Dylan. And then there were two. Yeah. So I, I'm curious for you with the the streaming, since you are younger than I am. Um, Because I've always had a thought in terms of soccer fans, especially, and growing up at a time of of trying to watch soccer when you couldn't get it and you really had to fight to get it. And once the internet became more prevalent, I could find things via the internet. Mm -hmm. And I would think there are more soccer fans 
that watch their sport via streaming somehow, then, because that's how they've had to watch it and they've grown up and they're comfortable watching it streaming, then watch it in linear fashion where that's, I wouldn't say that's the same for the NFL or maybe a little bit the NBA or baseball. People are used to their regional networks to watch their baseball games locally with their local broadcasters. I think, you know, there's a fundamental shift going on in broadcast media. And I think for people who watch soccer, I think doing the streaming stuff is more comfortable. So I'm curious for you, how do you see that? Well, I, I think you're right that um, soccer viewership probably does tend to skew more towards streaming. But I also think that that might be because to a certain extent, soccer viewership in this country also skews younger um, than, say, the NFL or the MLB, just as a whole. I'm not saying that, like, I mean, you know, just, I think, you know, if you were to average the age of all the viewers. Um, but I also think that in a weird way, like, to your point, the the have to, the fight to have to watch, find ways to watch soccer um, has sort of bolstered streaming's presence in that viewing community. Um, and what I mean by that is like, I'm, I'm 28, I'll be 29 this year. Um, so, you know, I've streaming has been a thing from my most, my adult, adult life. Like it's been a regular right. thing that was accessible, but even when I, as recently as the last five or six years, when I finished college, so say, I don't know, seven years ago, whenever that was, um, six years ago. Uh, I was still having to do like illegal streams because there really wasn't a way short of like, you know, I was a college student. I didn't have a lot of money, like short of selling an arm and a leg. I didn't really have a way to watch it. So I would find these sketchy ways to, to watch soccer. And like, I got pretty good at it for a while there. you know, I'm not trying to like turn myself in here or anything, but um, <laughs> I, 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 I it, it just kind of what I, what I'm trying to get at is that it, um, for me, like watching soccer via streaming is like the only way I've ever really thought to watch it. You know, um, that's not to say if I like, um, am at my parents' house or something, they still pay for cable. Um, even though my dad is actually a very technologically savvy guy and he's very aware that like, he probably could cut the cord. He just doesn't for whatever reason. Um, but, you know, like, it's pretty easy to just throw a game on, like, when you have the cable. And I do appreciate that aspect of it. Um, it's much easier for the, like, the background game when you're, like, doing something else. But you're like, oh, here's this game I'm, like, tangentially interested in. Um, I'll put it on in the background. Um, cable's good for that kind of thing, and I do appreciate that aspect of it. But, um, yeah, I, anyway, sorry, I'm getting off, off topic here. But what I'm trying to say is I think that for me and probably a lot of other people in my general age bracket... Um, part of the reason I'm so used to streaming soccer to watch it is that that was the only way I could do it legal or otherwise right. when I was first getting into the game, um, which for me was, you know, like 12, 13 years ago is when I first started really getting into it as like a fan. Um, so, uh, it's just kind of ingrained in the experience, I think for a lot of people. Yeah, I, I find we, we had brought up that. Apple TV deal with Major League Soccer. 
And I've always found the conversations around that interesting because, well, uh, there's several things going on. One, I think MLS and Apple did and continue to this day to do a very poor job of marketing the whole thing of how you can get what you need to get. Because there's this perception that you need to have an Apple TV box or even an Apple TV Plus subscription, which you don't need. You just need the MLS part of it if you want that full subscription. Yeah. And there's things you can get for free. But I think if you're, especially if you're an Apple user and you're already familiar with how Apple TV works and Apple TV Plus, like the difference between those things, then then it's easier for you. But there's all these people that make the argument, and I'm not not a fan of MLS or defending any of this, but I, I think it's interesting to hear some people's arguments of, you know, I'm not paying for an extra thing. And, you know, and this argument, like, why should I pay for it when I get it for free? And they mean they already have it on cable, but cable's not free. I, I just, but I, I think in people's mind, cable is just something you have and you pay for. And then again, so in their mind, I'm paying for something else. Why would I pay for something else? It's like you pay your electrical bill. It's a utility for most people, the cable is. And I am someone who I think cut cable as early as 2004. Um, And then I, when the World Cup would come around, I'd get it for a month. Nice. Right? And when the Olympics, I would do it for a month. I mean, that's nice. the same way I do my streaming. I hear all these people. It's like, I have all these streaming apps. I'm like, why do you? I said, as soon as I order it for whatever I want to watch, I cancel it immediately. Like I order it and cancel it. I have it for the 30 days. And then if it laps again, it takes me 30 seconds to start it back up. And then I don't pay for it if I'm not using it. Yeah. But I've I've become the master at, you know, mixing and matching all my my streaming app things that I do. So I'm not paying for 20 of them at once. Well, I think too, though, that that specific complaint of not wanting to pay for something extra comes from the very bizarre way they've structured this streaming service with Apple TV, wherein if you do have the Apple TV subscription, you don't already have this MLS pass. And if you get the MLS pass, you don't then have an Apple TV subscription. Um, I don't know. To me, that just feels inherently confusing. And I, to me, you know, this is maybe a bit of a cynical take, but I, it feels like the confusion is maybe a bit of a feature rather than a bug. Like they want you to accidentally be subscribing to all of it, you know? Well, I'm sure they do from Apple's perspective, of course, and from Major League Soccer. You know, and I, I do think, I think maybe this deal was a couple years, well, I was going to say a couple years ahead of its time, but I do think this deal is going to kick off, especially what we're seeing with Bally Sports and all the other you know, problems with regional broadcasting networks we're seeing in baseball right now. Um, yeah. You know, I think this, this is where everything is going. We've been flirting with it for pretty hard for five years, and now we have basically a service Apple that's come in and say, okay, we're going to do it and we're going to do it streaming. And it's going to be one thing worldwide. It's not going to be different rights in different countries. And you just pay for your subscription. I think that's probably where we're headed 
for a lot of things where different properties will get it. And frankly, if you have ESPN Plus, I mean, I love the fact that I can watch my match on ESPN Plus, whatever it is, and it's not going to get interrupted by anything else because some network executive decides there's something more important to show at the beginning or end of my game that I want to watch. I think it gives the option of people who want to watch certain things can get to watch their thing. You know, and it's it from a technical standpoint, it's actually a little easier than trying to do your linear broadcasting, like figuring out all the puzzle of what goes on where and when and who you're going to have on there. Because people will be satisfied with a lower quality stream to be able and production to be able to watch the thing they want to watch. I, I, I mean, I agree. Um, but I don't think necessarily that linear cable is what's causing or, or the competition for this MLS deal. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to harp on this, but again, I think it's the decision they've made to to separate, to bifurcate this MLS streaming thing from the Apple TV deal. Because one of the best things about ESPN Plus for the USL Championship Games is that I also can watch everything else that ESPN Plus has. The Bundesliga, right. you know, I think they have some Formula One sometimes. They've got a bunch of rugby. They have baseball sometimes. College sports. college sports you got all right. kinds of things yeah and that's what seven bucks a month or whatever right this apple tv thing is just the mls and so right. for the mls fan people that's fantastic but for the casual fan the idea of paying like a hundred dollars even if that's a hundred dollars for a year which amortized over 12 months is not you know that's i, I don't even want to do the math like less than ten dollars a month but it's it's just like, if, you know, someone like me who's like tangentially kind of casually interested in the MLS, I'm not going to pay that because I don't care that much. I will just watch the free right. ones. Um, so I think I think you're right in that streaming is the future for sports. I think where the MLS has missed the trick here is this like separated, isolated product that is only for itself rather than allowing yourself to be a larger part of a network because it's like espn plus is a good example but paramount plus like i said with nwsl the champions league europa league League. uh the Serie A, like i get all of those things i also get survivor yes i love my trashy survivor right like i get get other shows shows. yeah and so it's that package that makes it super worth it whereas the mls thing is just again that that nugget of just itself and I'm, that is the one thing about this deal that I am a little surprised, especially Agre- with yeah, Apple, because I thought if Apple was really trying to make a play for, they've done some baseball, right? Some major league uh-huh. baseball. And they've done it games. well, as much as I hate to admit it. And I really thought this was going to be, until I saw the structure of how they were going to do it, I thought this was going to be the way for them. You know, maybe they just did a side sports package, like you get. Maybe MLS is their big property right now, but they would start incorporating and bringing in other things. Yeah. But that's at least not the way it's looking like they're doing it, which I think is a bit of a miss. That I think if they would have muddled it more like an ESPN Plus, where, or maybe it was part of your, your Apple Plus, or sorry, your Apple TV Plus subscription, then you got that word. And, an add-on option to get sports and things rather than a completely separate 
Major League Soccer only piece. And and that's too bad because they probably had a chance to really make, well, they'll probably still make ways in the market because their production value on the technical side is very good. It's going to take time to get the broadcast teams and everything else together to have an overall strong production value. But they're the technical part of it, the video part of it, stuff has been really good. Yeah, it's at least from every, what I've seen. Everything I've seen, um, I think they're streaming in 4K with like little to no buffering issues. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, it sounds like the production quality is great. I, I I really don't think there's much of an issue there. But yeah, I you know to kind of just piggyback off of what you said, I think if they had just um, incorporated this MLS thing into the larger Apple TV package or even like you said just like oh a couple extra bucks a month you get this sports package that for now is just MLS but we'll add some other stuff later like I I just I think that would have been a great deal that a lot of people would have jumped at but just this isolated almost entirely separate unit where again even if you pay for that whole MLS thing you don't then have Apple TV subscription it's just that it was a total miss in my opinion all right, so let's switch and look at USL. I mean, USL is on ESPN. What do you think, what would you hope maybe the future broadcasting right stuff might look like? Would you like them to stay with ESPN Plus? Would you like it to be expanded out? or? Yeah, or until until a better option presents itself, I don't think the usl is exactly going to de- like demand a huge broadcasting contract um and so they need to focus on accessibility right now um and that's what they've done they uh I, from what i have read you know and this is nothing confirmed but i've read that their new deal with espn is an increase from the old one in a at least somewhat sizable way um, so that's good for the league, but I just I think right now any eyes that are on the league is a good thing, and um, there are few places that are better than they could be than ESPN Plus. Um, and one of the big benefits of ESPN Plus is that unlike a lot of other streaming services, and this is more of a personal gripe for me, um, I think their UI is really good. Whereas, yes, in my opinion, a lot of other streaming services UI is not very good. Um, so that's great. Some of and them they, are horrible. Yeah, I think Paramount is just the worst. But anyway, <laughs> um, and the access to uh, the on-demand like games that have already happened for the USL is fantastic. And so for yes. you know like Bums Breakdown, I you know I'm not going to speak for Max, but I'm assuming that's where he watches the games back. That's where I watch the games back. Um, it's that's awesome. And then, like I said, just the access to all the other soccer they have, the other sports they have. Um, you know, Sports Center is not the show that it once was. It's not the show that I loved when I was a kid. But I do appreciate some of ESPN's analytics shows. Um, so it's nice to have access to that. So, yeah, all in all, I ESPN went from, I think, 6 to like $10 a month. I still think it's a great deal. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm super, super glad the USL is back on ESPN because there was rumblings of it being like Your View or whatever or Eleven Sports or whatever it is that the NISA plays on, and like, right. I had a headache just thinking about that. So, yeah. Okay, so let me give you 
One other question I'll pose to you. How big of a miss is it that the U.S. Open Cup is not on ESPN Plus this year? That's a colossal miss. Um, that's huge. And I, I don't know. I've been a little, I've been super busy at work lately. Um, so I have not been as like in the weeds of the goings on of the early rounds of the open cup as I would have been in years prior. Um, so I know there's like, this is a bleacher report broadcast deal and And please elaborate. Right. And you know, if you know more on why they've only chosen some, please, you know, elaborate, but I, um, I, I can't help but wonder if the U S soccer federation that is basically run by the same people who run the MLS, um, looks at the success that a USL team had in the U S open cup last year and said, let's accelerate plans that I'm guessing they already have to kind of remove the relevance of the open cup. I mean, look at the way the MLS cup is moving. The MLS is moving towards like this leagues cup thing. Right. Like I I really think the MLS's long-term goal was already to try and push down the relevance of the U S open cup because it is not a moneymaker for them. Like simple as, and so I think they saw the way this is again, my cynical lounge take, but I think they would have looked at the way that Sacramento Republic made the final of the open cup last year. And for a hot second, there looked like they could have taken the lead in that final. Um, and really the way that that kind of galvanized a lot of lower league support in the U S and said, maybe we need to kind of kick that plan to get rid of the open cup into overdrive. Anyway, that's my cynical soccer wars take, but uh, yeah, well, the, I think it's a the, colossal miss. I, I agree on the TV side, and and I, I'm going to make a comment about the Open Cup overall in just a second. But for the ESPN Plus part of it, I have a Roku-based television, and I also have an Apple TV box, so I get to see ESPN Plus through both those operating systems. And what I like about my Apple TV box that I have when I run the ESPN app on there is I can do multicasting. So I can watch four games at once on my television, which I can't do on the Roku app for ESPN Plus, which when it comes to Open Cup, I love that I can sit here on one of these Open Cup nights if I'm at home last year, especially, and I could have four games up at once and watch them um, kind of in the background as you're talking about, but kind of do some things, but go through and kind of keep an eye on the most important games, get my Fote Mob app up so I can kind of check scores and see which games I want to then pull up if something exciting is happening. But I love these first couple rounds because you do have the potential of cup sets and um, all the things. But I found it very difficult tonight as, you know, being the first night of the second round to really follow any of the games. I was trying to get ready for our shows, but I was also getting in there trying to like, I'll just pull something up in the background. Oh, I can't find this one. Well, this one's not streaming. Okay, well, is there one streaming that I can find? And going on YouTube and going to Bleacher Report's you know, YouTube page. and It's just very difficult to find anything because there's a handful of games that are that are being streamed. And, and, you know, unless Albion actually comes through and streams the game tomorrow, there's no plans on our game tomorrow being streamed. But to go back to the Open Cup in general, I, I the cynic in me would say that MLS wants to 
lower the effect of the open cup as well. But one of, I guess, the problems with maybe that cynicism is the open cup is a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League. And per FIFA rules and all the things with Major League Soccer of why Major League Soccer can stay a closed league, the, the argument has always been is because we have the Open Cup. The Open Cup is the chance for everybody to play based on merit, and whoever wins that tournament gets a berth in the CONCACAF Champions League. You know, and so if they were to... I, I could see Major League Soccer trying to discredit it or maybe their teams don't participate to lend it less relevance. But whoever wins it, unless something changes, gets an automatic berth into the CONCACAF's Champions League. And that's what was so cool about Sacramento. I don't know how they would have funded their trips internationally to go play in CONCACAF's Champions League, but that would have been huge to constantly have, well, at least in the beginning and whatever group stage, a CONCACAF or a USL team in CONCACAF Champions League. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, that was the dream, but I, you know, I, is that, is that a specific FIFA rule that like every country federation has to have some merit-based competition? Is that? Yes. Cause you, you have to have the potential to be able to play in the, the club championship no shit i didn't see i didn't know that well that then that's and that's usually how promotion relegation works right right that's why you have that in most countries because it may not happen in one year but over time you could be promoted or relegated right but you could move up eventually to be in a top tier league to have a better chance of getting to the fifa club world cup i feel like every time there are some things in there with merit and that has always been Major League Soccer's argument is we do have a merit-based system. We run it every year, which, of course, you know, your current strong teams are going to be most favored to win because they're currently strongest. And even those weaker of those strong teams don't get relegated down because we don't have pro-rel within our normal league structure. But that has always been the argument for the Open Cup, and it's why the Open Cup gets an automatic berth into the CONCACAF Champions League. I well, I learned something new today, and I feel like every time I learn something new about the United <laughs> States Soccer Federation, it lowers my opinion, and that trend has yeah, continued. Well, um, but wow, well, well, yeah, there you go. Well, anyway, so when Loyal win the Open Cup this year, <laughs> there we go. No, um, but yeah, I uh, it's hard not to get cynical about the soccer wars after. You know, like I said, I've been paying attention for about 12, 13 years now. Um, and it's just, it's hard not to, it's hard not to get cynical sometimes. I've watched enough clubs uh, birth and fold that it's, uh, it, it hardens you a little bit, you know. It does. All right. Well, I think we're uh, about time here. Before we go, I, I would like to point out a couple of things. I don't know if you've been watching the chat i'd like to welcome vincent here thank you vincent yes survivor but uh it's not what it once was but i'm still i'm still a big fan (laughs) i did i did want to throw that up there that you had a a shout out appreciate it all right well um for everybody who was with us live tonight thank you for joining us dylan thanks for coming on and hopping on a little late to help give us an extra person here in the lounge for tonight 
Yeah, of course. It's uh, it's always fun to jump on. Um, I uh, and I, you know, if I have the time and available, I'm always happy to. So. Right. Thank you again. And then we got Bums Breakdown coming this week, right? You guys recorded that earlier. Yeah, we did. Uh, we recorded earlier tonight. Um, I think the idea was to get it out Thursday morning ish. Um, we talked a little bit about the Open Cup, but we just we figured we wouldn't have it out before the game. Um, so we didn't spend too much time on that. Uh, but I thought it might be good to get that out uh, to Thursday morning um, in kind of okay. a little teaser for uh, the the uh, 83 United, 83 United, 86 United, 83 United, 83, 83, 83 United, United interview that in our, that night. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, we look forward to seeing that. And then we'll see you and Max. We'll have a vocals last call at the end of the match, the Open Cup match tomorrow, right? Yes, looking forward to it. Okay, so we got quite a few shows coming up this week. So look for those both on our Bum TV YouTube channel and in your podcast feeds. Dylan, thank you very much for coming on. Of course, and John, thank you as always. All right, you're welcome. We'll uh, we'll see everyone. Uh, hopefully at the game tomorrow. And if not at tomorrow's game against Albion, we'll see you on Saturday against FC Tulsa. Good night, everyone.